tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea piping hot so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via whatsapp at 324-1612 email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com now here's your host sandy hill broadcasting live from the beautiful cayman islands And I want my vote. And I do something about the discrimination that Caymanians face on a day-to-day basis within the workforce. And I do something about the bullying within the schools. Then you can talk to me. You do something about the unemployed people of my community. And I'm not talking about after COVID, I'm talking about before it. Because it's been going on for years. We vote you guys in and you guys go up there and you argue about nothing and make no changes. I tired of it, man, it's 2021. I can barely afford groceries, light, water, and I paying somebody else mortgage. You wanna know why? Because I can't even afford a house. I got my mother and my father asking me why I don't have a house. Your Cayman is no longer the Caymanians. And it hurts my heart to say that. That Cayman is no longer for us. Why, why, what children have?
Good morning, good morning, good morning, K-Man. What is going on? Happy Friday. We've got so much to talk about. Oh, my God. Give me one second here, folks. First of all, it is a beautiful Friday. I've already seen her family, her neighborhood of Gucci, I should say. My neighbor rightfully said, Sandy, I don't know how you claim in this Gucci is yours because he is in my yard, probably just as much as he's passing your front door. And I had to laugh to myself. I thought, you know what? You're probably right. Now, where did I put my phone, good folks? All right, let's do one more commercial so that I can locate my phone because I'm getting messages and updates and things. And boy, I tell you what, you guys are not going to believe what I got for you this morning. As a woman, I feel compelled to speak on behalf of all women who are currently underrepresented in government. We need to ensure that women have a voice in all the decisions being made that impact their lives too. Women need to feel empowered. Women are often paid less for the same work, and there are legislative decisions being made about health care and education that women have a unique and qualified position on. We should be part of not only the conversation, but the decision-making process. It is our duty to ensure that women are valued in our community and recognized as the role models they are for both our young boys and girls. If elected, I promise to represent all women in our community, ensuring that their voice is heard on the issues that matter most to you and your family. Thank you guys so much. Um, wow, where do we begin today? First of all, good morning and happy Friday. It is March the 26th. We're edging ever so closer to that, to that April the 14th date, which is election day in the Cayman Islands, as you guys would know. Normally, it would have been May the 26th, but it was moved forward by the progressives government, the progressives-led unity government, so that um, they could not have to address the Makiva Bush issue. I hope and pray that each and every one of you who are parents, you're a mother, you're a woman, you're a man, you have daughters, you're a grandfather, that when you sit back on April the 14th and you try to calculate who you're going to vote for, but I hope you make up your mind before April the 14th, so that when you go into the ballot box, you are crystal clear on who you're voting for and why you're voting for certain individuals. The cold hard truth is it doesn't sit easy with me that anyone in this country can actually assault someone and get away with it. Because the truth of the matter is the law that allows someone to be convicted of an offense and still run for public office will allow that same person or anybody else who's an MLA or MP to actually commit a sexual offense. I'm going to talk, I'm going to break this down for you. 
they could literally kill someone. And as long as the sentence does not exceed 12 months imprisonment, the way that the law is at the moment, they are still eligible to run for public office. So our laws are less than adequate. This is in the elections law. I think it's either the election or the constitution because there's some bits of eligibility that are in the constitution and then there are other bits that are actually in the elections law. So I'll double check exactly where that is, but it's law. If they don't get convicted to an offense 12 months or more, they can still run for public office. That isn't, that's, that isn't right. And I think that that needs to be changed, but it also doesn't sit right with me that this government has sent a crystal clear message to the people of the Cayman Islands that at the end of the day, they are not willing to stand by what is right. You see, I have a daughter, I'm a woman, and I know women, thankfully I've never been in an abusive relationship like that. I've never had an employer beat me, thank God, but I know women who have been victimized in more ways than one. And so it bothers me. It really does bother me. And you know why else it bothers me? It bothers me because I see people like Captain Eugene, who has the audacity to talk about people bullying him as though that was a real concern after some 20 years in government. This man would use his resources, have someone do up a video, in fact, about Kathy and about the concept of bullying. Wow, that takes time, that takes resources, that's intent, and yet, he has not spoken up one single time in defense of a woman who was without question physically assaulted. In fact, what Captain Eugene has done instead is he has doubled down on this ridiculous story that somehow this woman is to blame for what happened to her. He has doubled down and said, I believe McKeeva Bush when he says that this woman assaulted him. That's what we have going on here. And so for me, this is a matter of principle and there are times in life when you have to stand in principle alone, nothing else. I could not go to the polls and vote for anyone who did not take a firm position on this situation, including the progressives, Alden McLaughlin and every single one of his team members sat by for the past year and said nothing and did nothing
And this is absolutely wrong. Happy Friday, folks. You're tuned in to another edition of The Cool Hard Truth. Let's talk about it. Good morning to the beautiful Miss Morna. I know she's got her, she's, Miss Morna's eating all kind of food this morning, according to her little emojis. She's got her tea, cupcakes, and I don't know what that last one is. I can't quite make, is that bacon? I can't quite make that one out. Ervalyn, thank you so much for tuning in. Miss Beatrix is here. Good morning. Good morning. Loving the braids. Vanessa, did you get your mug, girl? Anne, good morning, Anthony. Anthony's here for it. Bright and shun, sunshiny. Good morning, Anthony. Yeah, A Anthony, did you set up that OnlyFans account yet? <laughs> you know, that story was trending all day yesterday, folks. I went to the dentist. I told you guys I needed to get a root canal done, right? So I went in. I'm a little bit sore, but it doesn't feel that bad. I don't know why we always think going to the dentist is like the worst experience. I mean, it's not fun. It's not the most pleasant experience for sure, but it actually wasn't that bad. Like I can't, I can't legit complain about it. Uh, they numbed it very well with the little numbing cream first. And then by the time he went in there with the needles, I could barely feel the needles, just a little pinch, but can't really complain. And let's be honest, my husband said to me afterwards, I was talking to him. He's like, wait a minute, didn't you just have a root canal? How are you talking? And I was like, that's not going to stop me from talking. So um, all good. I was able to Get one more of our smart devices out to um, someone in the elderly community. Please, folks, if you know of anyone, they have to have internet, unfortunately. But if you know of anyone in need, um, they no longer get you know local TV and they want access to all of the, whether it's the chamber forums, a lot of the political shows, um, they can get all of that via YouTube. And we have the smart devices now, um, thanks to a very kind donor. Um, working in conjunction with us, we have a batch of them. I will go in, do the installation, do the setup and get these folks going. I want to reach out to Miss Georgette. Um, I understand that she's no longer mobile. And so um, I hope that I can call her in the next day or so to get to her as well. Because, you know, it's, it's a comfort to be able to at least see what's going on on the regular TV screen and um, watch the news and just stay in touch with what's happening in the world, right? So good morning to Jessica. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Jessica recently celebrated a birthday. So happy birthday to Jessica. I think the, your birthday was this weekend. I want to talk about this guy, Leon Gold, again, briefly this morning in relation to some additional information that I've received. Wow, we are in a really hot mess here. Um, with sexual predators, alleged sexual predators. Good morning, Alicia and Miss Beverly. James is tuned in from Canada. Indira is joining us. Yes, we are hoping that God will bless the beautiful Cayman Islands, but we need to address some issues that are of our own making. Um, good morning to Miss Bonnie from East End. Miss Bonnie, I still have not forgotten um, that I'm going to be bringing you a bottle of honey. So don't think I've forgotten you. I've just been really, really busy. Um, Jasara, thank you. Olivia, don't forget, folks, 
the flow, um, the local telecom company has a job fair that's on today. So if you are looking for a job, they've got quite a few jobs, actually, everything from network technicians. Obviously, you need to have some of those qualifications to field technicians, customer service reps, dispatchers, and door-to-door sales. So um, always remember that um, if you're looking for employment, these are your opportunities to, you know, go and show what you can offer to an employer and hopefully you can have a meeting of the minds. So I invite you to um, to please check out their job fair today. It is starting at nine o'clock to 4 p.m. at One Technology Building there on Eastern Avenue, that's their headquarters. Take your resume, walk with your resume in hand, dress professionally, um, you know, look your best and be prepared to show them what you've got. First impressions count, folks. And also, Flo's having, just an FYI, a March Madness sale. So 50% off. They've got these um, family unlimited plans. They've got broadband plans, superhero plans, and un- other, I think, unlimited plans in terms of mobile this is a pretty good deal. I suggest you talk to um, your flow people about what they have to offer. So um, 50% off any broadband plan that's more than 50 megabytes. Hey, I'm feeling that one. Speak to your flow rep, get all the details. Olivia and Lizette, good morning. Good morning to Felicia. Good morning to the beautiful Miss Beulah. Um, Indira, thanks again. Ms. Joy is joining us from Texas. Johan is here. Uh-huh. Uh, Joy says, throw his butt out already. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit. Good morning to Louie and Leroy as well. Let's talk. Oh, Miss Sue is here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's talk a little bit about um, why we should be concerned about the performance of some of our elected officials. First of all, let me update you all. Good morning to Jade and Miss Donna. Let me update you all on a few things. Um, Doran, you don't have a CMR mic? What? Now that is ridiculous. Son, talk to me today because you, you and Granny, Granny's a super fan. You and Granny should both have a mug. I thought you had a mug already. All right, talk to me. Um, so you guys know yesterday we spent a bit of time talking about this young man by the name of Leon Gold. And their concerns, obviously, that I've been contacted by so many young ladies who have <clears throat> expressed to me that they've had encounters with this young man that they have not reported to the police. And again, I encourage you really and truly, to go to the police. I know it isn't easy, but they do have a MASH unit now that is supposed to be a little bit better trained in how to handle sexual offenses 
particularly when it deals with children, but any sort of sexual offense, I think they're equipped to do that. So good morning to Jade. Jade says that she did root canal and the minor pain lasted for about four days. To be honest, even today, the minor pain is relatively minor. Hi, Andy. Richard, thank you so much. The beautiful Richard is here. Not beautiful, handsome Richard with his lovely dog. Uh, Richie says good morning from Celine, his lovely wife who baked me all of those yummy Italian goods. I'm still making my way through the biscuits because I cannot eat them at one sitting. Um, Sue says that I'm brave. Oh my goodness. I'm, th I'm thinking she's talking about the root canal. <laughs> Uh, Miss Iva has her mug. She says, thanks for my mug. I'm here drinking my Milo and watching you. Lovely. Miss Shirley's got her mug too. All right, folks. You would be surprised to know, and I think you would be surprised to know, that this young man, here, here's a message that I received this morning on my phone. And you guys know, people know things. And people who know things tell me things. And at the end of the day, I'm surprised, but not surprised at this. So this person says, this guy, Leon Gold, was given a taxi license after the incident, but at the time he had no license and was operating for months. But someone in high places gave, that, gave the instruction to give him that license. I'm a bit ashamed about this. And again, don't say I told you because... They've got relationships with people. I also heard from a good, good friend that he was out campaigning for Alden, but after the story broke, he was stopped by him. Hmm. So our transport board gave someone a license. Let's put it in the speculation, not confirmation category, because... I'm going to email them to ask straight up this question today. They might be trying to hide this information already, folks, because you know how it goes. But let me see how much information I can find out. It should be public knowledge if someone has ever had a taxi license. Good morning, Corrine and Diana, Lynette. And it also would be very curious to know the exact date on which that license was issued. Because if what I'm hearing here today is that someone who has been arrested, not yet charged, but arrested for an offense that allegedly took place while he was moonlighting unlawfully, driving around for months as a taxi driver in a licensed taxi, was able to after the fact, after the uh, alleged assault, after his arrest for that alleged assault, actually gets a license. Wow. My brain just like went kaboom. Are you kidding me? How on earth could that ever be possible? Seriously. I'm going to confirm the facts, but the person who is telling me they should know, they are well positioned to know whether that's a factual thing or not. However, 
we would get it straight from the transport board themselves. And if that has happened, we have a lot of questions that we need to be asking. Because you mean to tell me that the police would have carried out an investigation about this guy moonlighting as a taxi driver and not spoken to the transport agency, the transport board, about the fact that this allegation was made while he was driving around in a licensed taxi, but he didn't have a license as a taxi driver? What's going on here? Where's the missing link? And if they then issued that license after the fact, knowing that or not even checking that, that is some serious negligence on their part. You see, this is the sort of thing, folks, anywhere else in the world, that would have gotten you a lawsuit, okay? Let me be very, very, very frank. If a victim was to find out that a government agency had licensed someone in those circumstances, that amounts to woeful neglect and, and you would get sued. But you see here in the Cayman Islands, we're so laid back. We're so lax. Oh, don't worry about it. You know, we expect the DPP to then do their job, right? Everybody's a little bit too laid back. We're not holding anyone accountable. And maybe it's time that we start to hold people accountable. Maybe it's time that someone got a lawsuit. I bet you then they'd wake up. Oh, no, 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 they won't wake up. They will settle like they did with Justice Henderson, pay out $3 million, they settle. And then years later, the exact thing that they did in the Justice Henderson case, issuing search warrants that have no validity, that are unlawful, they did to me, except I don't get a $3 million payout. Wow. You know, when someone said to me yesterday or day before, um, Sandy, you do such a great job highlighting so many issues and not just highlighting them, but trying to hold people accountable. We have to, because who else is doing it really? Good morning, Tracy. And Shirley says, imagine she had to fight with the public transport unit for two and a half years to get her license. Lynette needs a mug. Uh, what's up me, Lynette? And I will give you directions on how to go today and get your mug. Good morning, Leroy. Who else said that they needed one? Vanessa's going for hers. Beverly, did you go by and get yours as yet? If not, shoot me a quick message. So I'm going to verify um, the details of that because that is very, very concerning. Irvelyn, that should be a given. A background check should be the minimum that they're doing. Cayman is so small, like really? I reminded you guys yesterday that in fact, we had reported about the allegation back in, when was it, 2019? When it came to light that a taxi, someone driving a taxi was being accused of this type of offense, we actually highlighted it. And so it's not like the public transport unit or board shouldn't have known if they were paying half attention. Joy San, good morning. Too much slackness is the word. Exactly. Cameron says that's why we joke about the PTU being a taxi mafia for years. Straight up cartel. 
And I keep hearing things about that whole industry that is very concerning about how licenses are doled out, how they're not given to people who rightfully should have one and all of that sort of stuff. Because I guess there's good money in the taxi business once we have tourists here. And some people just want to keep it to just a few, you know, chosen few, which is ridiculous. So um, that's concerning. Richie says that they're enjoying their tea and their CMR mugs. You are most welcome. Now let's talk about a few other things. There's an elephant in the room. Good morning, Miss Darlene. This is the end of that story. We're going to follow up on that. Um, first of all, did you guys see the memo? Let me just get this ready for you here. Cause you might've missed it. So I'm going to make sure you don't miss it. But this is what happened last night. I was sitting here about to order something on Amazon. I thought, oh, let me make sure I have money. And all of a sudden, kaboom! Boy, did I have money. Woo! Party time. I'm like, shoot, I need to rush and get that vaccine and head straight to Miami. Someone has deposited $151,590 into my account, one of my accounts. I was like, oh, honey child. And that's an account I don't even hardly use. As you can see, it didn't have very much in it, right? You see what the balance came up to. And I was like, what? OMG, I got some money in the bank. Woohoo! CC was messaging me like, girl, we need to be going to Miami. Wow. Can you imagine someone just miraculously gifting you this kind of money? Now I see the little note in the notation field and I feel confident that it's an error. <laughs> Leroy's like, God bless their soul. Ooh, honey child. Mm-mm-mm. I am just like, what on earth? But you know, not even for a second did I think that, um, <laughs> oh yes, let me go spend this money. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not even... Listen, I would not even click on my account last night because I'm like, oh, heck no. Right, Marshall? Trust me. Uh, Merstar says a lot of taxi licenses are given to police and prison officers and government workers who work full time and run taxi part time. They're too greedy. Give them to the unemployed a chance to get licensed. Yeah, that's that's a whole we got. Listen. We're going to talk about this taxi situation. That's not the end of that because I'm getting some facts in order. Yes, Louis, honey child. It's definitely too good to be true. <laughs> Jonathan, you know, you hear these stories all the time. Like, ooh, someone accidentally deposits a million dollars in a person's account. And you think, right, what are the chances of that even happening? It's not very high. So when I saw this, I'm like, what? In my 40-something years... This has finally happened to me. 
it, I mean, I could have been a little bit more still. Like, I wouldn't mind. I would not mind a half a million dollars sitting there. I could be like, damn. But someone then said something to me that I thought was interesting. And I hadn't thought about this before. So someone said to me, um, be careful because this could actually be a scam. And I should file a suspicious activity report with the financial reporting authority. And I was like, what? So this is what they said. Hey, if you really did receive money into your account, it's possible that it wasn't deposited there by accident. I work in compliance and it's possible that this might be a money laundering system called cuckoo smurfing. And I don't even know what cuckoo smurfing is. Oh, the only smurf I know is a little blue smurfs. Uh, they said you can Google it. What you should do is to contact the financial reporting agency, FRA, and tell them you want to file a SARS report, which is a suspicious activity report. And by law, you do have an obligation to do so. Once you do that, they have to investigate it. So in a nutshell, it might be as, as simple as an innocent mistake. But if you Google cuckoo smurfing, you can understand better. Someone might be trying to wash money. So I jokingly said, oh, Lord. Um, I don't know if they're washing it, but they're washing it in the wrong place, honey child. Because then my laundry ain't coming back out. I'm only kidding. So I thought to myself, wow. Wow. That's crazy. So I contacted the police. Let me see what they say. Let's see what they say. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I mean, there is a little notation there. It seems like it was a deposit. Someone was trying to purchase property or something. And it's a deposit for property. So they probably just like got one account number wrong. And it landed in my account instead. But yes, folks. Ni oh, my Nigerian prince is coming. Says Cameron. He's on his way. Holy smokes. Good morning to the lovely Miss Nancy. Oh, who's that little baby? He's so cute. Uh, Vanessa said I should accept it as a gift. I know. Mirstar, it's probably the progressives <laughs> trying to deposit some money. Like, ooh, Sandy, we heard the other day you wouldn't take your money. Here's a little extra. Mm -mm. What a hot mess, child. Um, oh, yeah, child, Miss Morna, that is no money to some people. Me and you thinking, oh, we can go to, that'll pay down on my mortgage quite nicely. Not going to pay it off, but hey, that's a dip in it. Um, Lots of money flows all over the world, including the Game Islands. Believe me, you. Nope, I didn't answer any money about inheritance, any emails. I don't do those. So I know for sure Um, it's not that. It's not anything that I've participated in. I've not played any lottery. So I'm not expecting any money. And that's why I know that it's legit an error. Or maybe, like that person said, someone might be trying something a little bit funny. So I'll have to contact the bank for them to sort it out. And if I'm supposed to try, um, if I have to file a SARS report, then yes, I should have to do that. Um, so good morning to Daisy. Good morning to Loretta. Moya says they're trying to set you up. If you had clicked that helicopter and task force would have been there again with search warrants to arrest you about money laundering or conspiracy to commit fraud. You know, I hadn't even thought of all those possibilities, but 
everybody knows they have a hard on for me. So who knows? Who knows? But I tell you what, I don't play around when it comes to money and people's money. That's one thing I have never. My aunt said, listen, you could be the poorest person in the world, but be honest. Never, ever take something that is not yours. And in fact, she always used to tell me this story and I would sit there and look at her like she was crazy, but she's like, listen, if you have one outfit, you know what you do? You get up every morning, well, the night before, you wash that one outfit, you make sure it's hung up on the line, because of course, if you're poor, you probably can't afford a dryer either, right? You just make sure that it's clean and you are presentable. And nobody has to know your business in terms of what you don't have from what you have. She said, be clean and presentable, but always be honest and don't get the green eye for something that isn't yours. But Moya, who knows? Who knows? Yes, Ricky, they could be trying to set me up. Here we are in the middle of the election and I'm going hard at the ones who are causing us the ongoing predicaments that we're in. They might've been like, let's just send her some money and see what's going to happen. So Chow, when I saw that, my little Amazon purchase was, was only like $50. I was like, oh, Amazon, that will be coming from another account. Not from that one. Because I'm not even clicking on that account. I don't even want to see what's going on. Yes, it is very suspicious. Um, but I have a number of accounts. That I need to clean up my accounts as well, to be honest, Louisa, because I do have a number of accounts that are like you set up accounts. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this. And you never really use it. And you end up paying all these bank fees, which is a waste of money. So um, from last month, actually, I'd contacted CNB to say, hey, I need to close some of these accounts and, you know, kind of clean up my accounts in any event. But yes, whatever it is, um, it's not going to work. Jonathan says $150,000 would be enough to shut him up. Jonathan, you are selling yourself too cheap. I mean, come on now. If that was a couple million dollars, then we might be thinking, but $150,000? That is barely a drop in the bucket, right? What is $150,000? Like I said, it can't even pay my mortgage in full. It'll cut it down. And, you know, not to say that I wouldn't mind legit winning $150,000, but for my voice, it ain't worth it. James says, isn't possession nine-tenths of the law? Only when you're being charged with something. <laughs> I mean, not when they accidentally send you money. Possession is never an excuse to take it, right? Um, I got a little bird tapping on the window who wants to get in. So, Christine, good morning to you. Um, yeah, Michael says, boy, you cheap. Yes. Who, me or, or Jonathan? <laughs> um, Kizzy, good morning, my darling. Uh, yeah, if it was a setup, it ain't working. Oh, Jonathan. Yes, Jonathan says it might be a little cheap, but worth it. No, sir. Not worth your good name, Jonathan. Um, Gigi says, yes, someone is trying to put your honesty to the test. Well, I am glad to say that I did not even think about it twice. It didn't even cross my mind. As a matter of fact, the second I got it, I was like, put that sh on Mall Road. Okay. If this is your money, please come and get it. All right, so we'll get that sorted out uh, with the authorities one way or the other. And whoever's money that is, they'll get it back, I'm sure, by end of day. Um, 
So let's talk about the elephant in the room, folks. I mean, it's such a hot mess. Yesterday, you guys know, during the show, before the show was even over, we started getting messages. And it was like, "Uh uh-oh, guess what's going on again? And I said, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I could not even believe the timing, actually. Look at this mess. The dump is on fire again. And the blame game is on again this morning and yesterday afternoon. So here we go. This is one of those situations that the government seems incapable of trying to solve. No matter what they do, they just talk and talk and talk. And so we received so many videos yesterday of this situation. I mean, literally, the video footage was amazing in terms of what some of you sent to me. Let me try and see if I can show you some of it because it was just like, oh my goodness. Everybody had their cameras out. Everyone was taking pictures and videos. As a matter of fact, I rushed straight from the show to there. And on location, you guys will know we did a live stream. I think over 12,000 of you have already viewed it. Yes, 12.2 thousand views already, 21 hours ago. Um, You guys were driving by and recording it. And I saw some of you, I saw one couple, the passenger was trying to steer the wheel while the driver was um, actually holding the steering wheel. And I thought to myself, well, that doesn't look entirely safe. And then some other people were driving by themselves and recording. But let me just say, it was a hot mess. The irony of it, and of course, everybody loves a good conspiracy theory, honey child, is that just that day before I've been told, now you guys know that I don't really listen to a lot of the, um, I don't have the time, to be quite frank, to go through and listen to all of the meetings from like the progressives and all this sort of thing. But I'm told that Joey Hugh, who this um, disastrous landfill falls in his area, that he was on his platform with the progressives bragging about what a wonderful job the progressives had done in relation to this. And I thought, wow, is he serious? A wonderful job? You know, there are times in life, folks, when you just got to keep your mouth shut. Like, you know, when you've done something wrong or you've you've failed miserably, the people of this country, and you've collected over $600,000 in the past four years, and you really haven't solved a whole lot of our problems. That's the time when you say to yourself, let me not say a word. Seriously, don't say nothing. Because you're only going to make yourself look a little stupid. Well, you know, they say that God has a sense of humor. Well, I reckon he does. Because it appears that 
not long after he must have said that, um, guess what happened? Hmm. Yesterday, this fire breaks out. I understand that it is in the section of the dump that is for metal scrapping. I'm looking at this going, this thing is such a hot mess. You mean that they actually have sections of this that you can differentiate <laughs> from one hot mess to the next? Everyone should be ashamed that as part of this government and the last governments for 20 years that they have had any hand in this. So Jonathan says it looks like um, King Kong's head. It does kind of look like a little bit like those are eyes. You see, you can see one eye and the little nose, a little bit of mouth. You can make out something in the flames. But what I make out is the fact that our government has failed us on more than one occasion. So let me show you a few more pictures because like I said, the pictures were coming in hot and heavy. I mean, this is one that I took. Let me show you because we got so many. I don't even know who took half of them, but everybody was taking a picture. This is one that I took um, at the fence. And this was after it was being smoldered out. So this was probably maybe around three o'clock in the afternoon. So this was not the height of it. This other one that I'm going to show you has been making the rounds. Look at that. My God. Wow. Some drone footage. Someone actually sent me some drone shots. This might be one of those, I would think, because um, it's pretty high up. So, folks, the helicopter was out. We had at least four or five fire trucks, which, you know, puts a significant burden on the Cayman Islands Fire Service. And I'm sad to say, I'm going to show you some video footage here too. I mean, this is really crazy, folks. Look.
you blazing to me? Well, that is the mess that apparently just a day before, Joey got on a platform and actually had the nerves to say that the government had did such a great job with. Wow. Mm. So either Joey is blind, deaf, and dumb, or he thinks that the people of this country are blind, deaf, and dumb, and that we simply don't have any sense, because that is the only reason, in my opinion, why that facility would look the way that it does. And someone is trying to claim some success. So at the end of the day, I see an elderly person calling me. I'm doing my show, honey chow. Um, at the end of the day, this is very, very concerning that we, the good folks in this country, are being hoodwinked by our politicians yet again. All right, so this government has proven to have a real knack for not being honest and not telling the truth. And for telling people, I suppose, what they think the people want to hear and to outright lying to people so that they can get another term in office. Once again, if I had my scorecard, let me take out my little, this will be like my little, um, let me get my pen. So here we go. All right, so this is my little scorecard here. Dump, let me write it down. What would I score the government? F minus. Now, you know if you get an F minus in class, folks, you've really done poorly, okay? Because sometimes your, your teachers will give you, well, you didn't do too well, but you tried. So let me give you a D, not a complete failure. In this case, no, honey, child, see? I don't know if you can see that. F minus, beyond failure, all right? We're gonna get to some of the other ones later on. Education, employment, protecting Caymanians, um, affordable housing, ooh, the environment. You know what? Since the dump and the environment are kind of interconnected, let me write down environment also. And we're gonna give them an F, and we're gonna talk about why. This dump is such a royal disaster, folks. I don't know if you guys appreciate the environmental disaster that this is creating, but you have water that is right there between the fence, just a little canal. I don't know if that was dug out by somebody or what that is. A little canal of, of water that's all brown and murky and full of God knows what. Then you have the dump starts right there. They don't even bother to put up the fencing anymore to hide it from us. It's such a in-your-face reality, right? Right across from there, we've got apartment complexes where hundreds of people live. We have Dart and his property next door where people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm sure, per annum in rent. 
residences live there. We go there to visit with our families. And there is a school at the closest point of the dark property to the landfill. Now, I don't know whose brilliant idea that was at the DART facility, but I got to tell you, that's not such a good idea. Speaking of DART, you guys got to hold on to your pants because, boy, I got one stack of documents. Like, no lie, this big. And I can't tell you where I got them. But... They are an eye-opener when it comes to how governments, including the McKeever Bush-led government, he wants to brag about, I heard he was bragging about yesterday after this dump fire. Oh, you guys better be lucky. You see all of the, um, all of the traffic now on the Harkwell? You better be lucky that I brokered this deal. And got, uh-uh, not so fast, McKeever Bush. We got your digits. Sir, with all due respect, we know exactly what you brokered on behalf of the people. Because I have the agreements in my hand. And we are going to break it down and talk about how this government has sold us down the river. And if you are giving Makiva Bush or anybody else a vote who's been in there for 20 years, you need to ask yourself a few tough questions after I disclose what I've got. This document is so precious that I literally have to hide this document because you know what can happen now. They can find a reason to arrest me by tonight and come digging up in my stuff looking for what I have. This document is not even safe in my house. So if you're thinking RCIPS, if you're thinking to come to my house, don't even do it because I'm not that foolish. I will not keep the document there and you won't know where it's kept. It's going to be in safekeeping until I can get the information out to the public. You know, when they tell you that information and knowledge is power, you better believe it. And when people give you information, like the magnitude of what I now have, I'm a little bit scared, to be honest, because we're talking about some high-powered deals here and some high-powered people that are taking advantage of the people in this country. But if you don't know how much you're being taken advantage of, you would be inclined to fall for another ploy, which is this government telling you that they're going to increase your stipend, your tourism stipend, as the borders remain closed. Really? Yeah. They're going to promise you that so that they can get back in and continue to sell us down the river. Someone said in relation to that story, McLaughlin promises to increase stipend. This is a morally reprehensible and illegal act promising the desperate segment of our population to reward them only if they return the members of the current government to their seats is a promise to treat and is a criminal offense under the elections law. And to falsely insinuate that the opposition candidates will deprive these poor people of their meager stipend only aggravates this offense. 
And the worst part is that it reminds these poor souls who have either put or left or left by the very same government into abject poverty in the desperate situation of having to wonder if their lifeline will disappear if they don't vote PPM in is a wicked and heartless act. Because it reminds these folks who deserve dignity as much as we all do, that they are beholding to the government for a lifeline, which will only be guaranteed if the PPM is returned to office. Talk about adding insult to injury. Any government that demands its citizens must dispose of their dignity and surrender their right of choice of representation, else they will perish as not a government, but an oppressive regime. These are the tactics of a dictatorship like the one of King Zhongyang. I don't think Kim, is that his name? King Zhongyang? I'm not sure that's how it's spelled, but close enough. And has no place in a free democratic society. Alden has shown once again that he believes he's our supreme leader and that the rest of us are nothing but his pawns and minions. And I can only hope that the governor and the anti-corruption unit will give this the attention that it deserves. Don't hold your breath. It's not likely to happen. Hmm. So this landfill continues to be an eyesore. Good morning, Mr. Carter. He says, we don't have a government. They're just crooks collecting government money and selling everything to Dart. And not to forget that dude from BT that talks about riding a donkey and going to the moon. Hmm. And not paying his uh, staff their pension money. Let's not forget that part either. Ah. So. We have a school that is right next to the dump. Now, if I were a parent at the Cayman International School, they pay a premium for their children to attend that school. It's probably Cayman's most expensive school. Very, supposedly very elite, at least what you pay for it. I would be concerned, not just every time the dump goes up in fire or there's a smoke or a smoldering or something, but you would have to know that really and truly the dump is always on fire. There are fires deep down in the ground that are contained that are always burning. And they are burning, and we have all sorts of toxicity, I don't even know what it includes, that is seeping into the ground that is impacting the surrounding area. So if you live or own an apartment in, uh, what's the one across the street called? Um, Lakeside? I don't know who named it Lakeside, but they should have called it Dumpside, Mount Trashmore side. Your kids go to that school. You know, children don't have the defenses and the immunity that a lot of adults have when it comes to toxic chemicals. So they're more likely to be impacted by environmental factors that cause cancers, learning disabilities, behavioral issues. So as soon as the fire started yesterday, immediately the school reacted very quickly and decided to evacuate those individuals. 
Now, someone was asking, what does the helicopter do? Well, I'm not really sure, Ms. Morna, what the helicopter was doing, but I don't think that that helicopter is equipped to fight fires. <laughs> so maybe they were just trying to get an aerial view of what was happening to be able to inform the fire department of what they needed to do. I'm not really sure. But that helicopter, despite all the millions that we paid for them, is not equipped for that. So um, that's concerning. Now, as an interesting aside, you know, we've been talking about the Degaro project for quite some time. And of course, if the Degaro team was here, they actually have aircraft that would have a water bomb on it that they could go and water bomb from the air. But our multi-million dollar helicopters do not have that facility. They weren't designed for that. Good morning, Kenneth. How are you? Dump side condos. Yes. That should have been the selling point for those. And literally hundreds of people live at Lakeside. This is the part that's very, very concerning. They live at Lakeside. They reside at Lakeside. They're taking these fumes all the time. And like I said, there has been evidence that there is stuff in the water that is a problem. We have failed, okay? Where's my little um, report card? Dump, F minus. Environment, not just because of the dump, because we're going to talk about some other things that are happening in relation to the environment. F, I should give them F minus two, but let's just give them an F for now. Okay. Well, this isn't looking too good. Wow. If I was a parent looking at that report card, I'd be like, honey child, we need to talk. What is going on here? How can you continue to fail the people so miserably and then get up on a platform and pat yourself on the back? What am I missing here? Hmm. Cameron said, does somebody leave those documents on your windshield? Or what? Yep, that's how I'm gonna say I got it. Yep, yep, and yep. You know, people have access to stuff, folks. And oh, I'm trying to get something down here. And I tell you what, I'm getting at my little gavel here today because I'm feeling the, you failed, go straight to jail, don't pass go. Progressives, a.k.a. Unity Government, a.k.a. Alliance, whatever you want to call yourself, you fail the people. Let me have my little gavel handy because we're going to make some noise up in here today. Thank you, Jasara, Leroy, blackmail and Omic. Listen, we don't, we don't even have to blackmail them. They have so openly tried to do half of what they do, right? And we are so blinded 
but I am prepared to rip the blinders off of your ears, your, your, your eyes, and whatever you've got on your ears. We have got to wake up. And I tell you what, when you see it in black and white, it, it's like you can't even believe what you're reading. Will John John be returned? Well, only time will tell. We sure hope not. Tracy, I'm trying to get a copy of that interview because I didn't see it, but I'm aware that Eden posted it. So I'm trying to see um, what Minister Hugh had to say because I know that Johan was on scene first before Minister Hugh, and Johan has said, uh, this is a failure. <laughs> if I've ever seen one. And um, I am waiting for that clip so that I can share that and actually hear it for myself. So I'm aware that the clip exists. I just haven't personally gotten access to it as yet. So if Eden is listening to the program, and if anyone knows Eden, shoot him a quick message for me to let me have that video today because once again, I heard it was so relaxed and nonchalant, not a worry in the world. And, uh, you know, it's just a dismal failure, really. So how unfortunate is that? Taking credit for that fiasco, that disaster. And so, like I said, what had happened yesterday, and someone said, but wasn't he just, and then they said, Captain Eugene, too, in his debate on Monday, was saying the exact same thing about, oh, you know, we've done such a great job with the dump. And we're like, wow, God really does have a sense of humor, because he is reminding you, if you believe in, in divine intervention, this could be the truth right here. He is reminding you. Whoa. And in the past four years, we've had a number of fires. Go back and have a look. CMR hasn't quite been around for four years. We've been around. We came on the scene after the last election because that would have been May. And June the 29th, CMR started. So literally right after the last election. But in the past four years, we have covered numerous stories. You can go on the website, just look up Mount Trashmore, look up the landfill, look up the dump. Fire after fire. Hold on. Let me see here now. After fire. Mm. Mm -mm. January the 19th, 2021. Headline, landfill and fire again. May the 22nd, 2020, fire service deployed to landfill to keep an eye on smoldering fire. Hmm. May the 8th, 2020, landfill on fire again. Oh, did I, did I use that title more than once? Because it just keeps happening. What a hot mess. March the 10th, that was a big one. Let me, let me show you guys, because I know you must believe I'm making this stuff up. You're like, come on, Sandy, now tell us the truth. Here we go. 
Premier apologizes as landfill criticism grows. March the 10th, 2020. A year ago, a little bit over a year ago, it was happening all over again. So all I did was typed in landfill. September the 24th, 2019. Fire concerns closed landfill. Oh, fire concern. Oh, I said that one already. Was that one? Oh, that was October the 8th. So that was updated. And this one burned for days, folks. Remember this one? Yep. March the 25th. Oh, that was yesterday. Mount Trashmore burns weeks before general election. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Look at look at our dismal trash problem here, folks. Look at that. And that's just on page one. <laughs> I haven't even gotten anywhere else yet. Oh my gosh. Landfill, landfill. Ooh. March the 8th, 2020. Mount Trashmore ablaze again. There's more footage of that one. January the 24th of 2020. Mount Trashmore on fire. Cayman International School closes. I, I wonder how many days that school has lost because of the landfill fire. The poor children are having their, their health and their education impacted. What a mess. Mm. I don't know. Um, December 20th, 2019, they made a promise, Mount Trashmore, to be capped off next year. Huh. That was 2019. The DART organization had issued a statement that it would be capped off at some point in 2020. Well, that never happened. Hmm. What a hot mess. Mm. So in the last three years, three, not quite four years, this is what we've been dealing with folks. Fire after fire after fire. Go and look it up yourself. I mean, I, I'm not lying on the people. I have no reason to lie. Jim, thank you. He says the helicopter can use a Bambi bucket at a long line, easy hookup, but also the stretcher if needed to medevac someone off a boat. Listen, I mean, I don't know, again, how equipped they are and what additional equipment they would need. You know, obviously with helicopters and aircraft, you have to be very careful adding any additional load. You also need to make sure that your staff are trained for that. So our pilots might be trained for certain things, but if they're not trained to um, help extinguish fires, you might actually be asking for a bit of a disastrous situation on your hand. We don't want any helicopters around here to be going down in the dump. 
So we need people with specialty training. That'd be another excuse for them to go out and spend another couple more million dollars, right? I um yes, Louis. That was the day that CMR started. We're gonna be celebrating our anniversary here. So so far, this government is actually failing all around. Chantal says started on purpose to get the garbage burnt up to make a smaller pile. Well, listen, there are controlled fires apparently all the time at this facility. And like I said, I understand that it's always burning. It's always on fire. Somehow it doesn't seem like it's a healthy situation, but it will get out of control because the entire dump is out of control. The entire landfill is an eyesore. You can imagine here in the Cayman Islands, we don't even have any mountains, but the one mountain that we have is Mount Trashmore. Come on. So Bertha shares that she thinks the people who have failed this country were the independents. Listen to Bertha. The independent candidates we the people voted in because they were all thinking about power and the pet, they could not form a, and the pet, I don't know what that even means. I guess she's trying to say that they couldn't form a government. So how did they fail the country when they're not the ones who are doing the policy making? They're not the ones who are promising you that they're actually going to do it because they're finally in power. Every time they get in, the governments form and, oh, give us four more years. Bertha, let's look at history here. The progressive government has lambasted and blamed McKeever and his various forms, whether it was the CDP or the UDP, for all sorts of shenanigans. And then when they get in, they're going to fix it. They're going to resolve it. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And we don't see it done all now. Let me remind you, in case you missed it on yesterday's show, what has happened in Baden Town? CDP? You're talking about the independents? Let's look at what the non-independents are prepared to do. They will dig up the very pilings in the sand to prove a point. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of The Pulse. We're here in the beautiful district of Baden Town, And it just so happened we were here for another project and we happened to see some coastal works going on. We see the sign that says coastal works permit. Uh, this is a government project. So back in 2009, apparently this project was approved under the Ministry of Tourism under the Go East initiative. And we remember all the marketing that probably millions of dollars that went into the Go East initiative under Mr. Charles Clifford, who was Minister of Tourism at the time. So it is our understanding from the knowledgeable um, Osborne Bodden, who was in government at that time, that this project began and then they actually, the government after that, which was the UDP government, McKeeva Bush, who's had a long history with tourism. And um, I should mention, by the way, that the current minister was part of and continues to be part of that team 
Um, he's now joined forces with the progressives, but he was a CDP member, um, a UDP member at the time. They came in afterwards and dug up this project when they got back in power, stopped it, dug up what was done and just left it alone. So this is actually supposed to be a dock, something that is probably very much needed in this area of Baden Town. And um, here we are literally within three weeks of the next general election. The current minister has been in for the past four years. This project is only now getting done. Now, if you don't understand that this is a political ploy, you will never get it. They will waste your money. Uh, there's no way that they can finish this in three weeks, probably at the rate which government moves, right? Today, there's nothing going on here. We understand through reliable sources that whoever is doing the construction came and delivered some of the crushed rock and they threw it and dumped it in the ocean. I don't know how that worked, but then they had to get the backhoe to go into the ocean and dig it back out. So costly mistakes happening here. They're obviously trying to control the um, silt that's now going to funnel into the water, impacting the beautiful, what should be crystal clear ocean. All of these projects have an impact. Um, and this is a government initiative. This is a government project. So last minute project already making mistakes because they're rushing to get it done. Only God knows, you know, if they're doing the best job. Since COVID, the past 12 months, I thought we've missed so many opportunities with this government. Tourism has been shut down. The waterfront is in a dismal state. There's so much that we could be doing, repairing the Hog Side Bay area, putting a fresh coat of paint on all of All right, folks. So again, whilst they sit back and claim that they have done so incredibly well um, during the pandemic, it seems to me that they're doing the bare minimum to keep us all afloat. And we are happy to give them a pass mark. Now, someone has just sent me, it's so funny that I started talking about a report card this morning because apparently someone had did a cartoon, which I hadn't seen about this, um, came out elections and you see the report card, education, employment, lockdown. I would even give them an A for lockdown. I'm gonna give them a B plus, right? An A isn't, no, 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 no. There's a lot we can talk about that went wrong with the lockdown. So I'd say give them a B or B plus. Um, environment failure, traffic failure. So yes, I mean, they're failing all around. Let us be very, very frank and honest. We do have Sammy Jackson who's joining us. Um, so Bertha says the independent government won four years ago. Why didn't they form the government? Well, Bertha, that's because the independents didn't win enough seats to form a government. Neither did the progressives, neither did the CDP. So, you know, Bertha, we go out of our way to try to really encourage people um, to educate themselves and to understand what has actually transpired. So I know you're of the opinion that they won four years ago, but that actually isn't what happened, none at all. They had an even split. Do you want us to go back through the election results and break it down for you? But basically they, have an, they had an even split, like almost down the middle. And what the progressives was able to do to form a government is they were able to flip a couple of the, the so-called independents, um, including uh, Austin Harris. They flipped Wayne, Dwayne Seymour, who claims that he was an independent. And 
at some interim point, I kind of feel like um, Alva was on the line or something. And then they went to McKeever Bush because he had three persons that he could hand them, plus Tara Rivers, because she hasn't, she's never been independent, but she's claimed that she was an independent member. So that's how they were able to form the government. So let's not be, you know, historical revisionists. Don't try to rewrite history. Let's talk about what actually happened. And yes, you had some so-called independent members. And that's why this time you need to be very careful. Just because someone has labeled themselves as an independent, you better scratch beyond the surface and see whether or not they are truly an independent member. And I think we could all remember, Bertha, what happened with the horse trading. During the last election, um, right after the elections occurred, and how the government was then formed, like I said, with those individuals. So let me just pull this up for you because Bertha doesn't seem to remember. Let's go back. Election results. Okay, let's show you, Bertha. If it's proof you want, it's proof you shall get. I have an obligation to tell the people the truth. And I will do my best. Whatever I say that it's as factual as I say. And if I don't know, I'm going to tell you this is a rumor. It's speculation, not confirmation. I don't know. This is what I suspect. But election results are very easy for anyone to verify. So let's go through the numbers just for Bertha's benefit. So we make sure we understand precisely what happened last time. So West Bay, we had these people running as CDP members. Right? So Bernie was with McKeeva at the time. Captain Eugene, always with McKeeva. West Bay South, Tara Rivers. She has never joined the progressives as a party person, but she has supported them her entire political career. That's how she got a ministerial position for her only two terms. McKeeva Bush was obviously CDP. Georgetown Central, we had Kenneth. He remained an independent. Georgetown East, Roy McTaggart, he was PPM. Joey was PPM. Barbara, PPM. David, PPM. So you know how West Bay, um, CDP had the West Bay block. The PPM pretty much took Georgetown with the exception of Kenneth. Prospect. Now, this is one that made a big difference. Austin. For four years, Austin sat in a chair talking about the dock and the port and all sorts of other issues, lambasting the government. We thought holding them accountable. And then when Austin got in, he flipped and joined the government. So Bertha, when you make the point that the independence could have formed the government, it was possible had people like Austin remained an independent member. Even then, they simply did not have enough numbers. They would have had to work with someone else in some capacity. And that's why, in fact, Bertha, as you will recall, 
they were talking to Makiva Bush. What ended up happening? Let me remind you of history again, of facts, is Makiva wanted a ministerial position and a leadership position. And that is where the other independent members, some of them said, no, thank you. They said, you know what? Every single time that Makiva gets into power without fail, go check the facts yourself because I'm not making anything up on the man. He has his redeeming qualities. But every single time he gets into power, he manages to somehow do something that's going to put him in a negative light. This time around, he was in a negative light, not once, but at least twice when it comes to women and putting his hands on women. Do I need to remind you of that, Bertha? Perhaps we've forgotten that one too. Mm. Remember the casino incident? Well, I heard that there were 136,000 reasons why that disappeared. Cha-ching. It's always something. Seriously. Bush withdraws application against UK employee. Remember when he was going to sue them, supposedly, for malicious prosecution, malicious arrest? That's all disappeared. Here's another interesting tidbit about Mr. Bush. Remember this? There were rumors that as part of this deal of forming the government, that his lawsuit against the Cayman Islands government for wrongful arrests would disappear. Now, this is speculation, not confirmation. I don't actually know what happened. See his mugshot there from Florida? I don't actually know whatever happened to that because it's so strange how awfully quiet that has now gone. It's like, wow, how come we don't hear nothing about that anymore? Where's that lawsuit? Well, it had been rumored that the progressives brokered a deal. You come on board. We're going to give you the seat as Speaker of the House. And this lawsuit will disappear because we're going to settle it. And, you know, here in this country, we never have the opportunity to know if a lawsuit has been settled and for what amount and all those types of things because they keep that hidden. So unless someone puts those papers on my windshield, I wouldn't know what's going on. So I can't confirm if it has been settled and for how much. But it is awfully strange that it has disappeared. Very strange. So we're going to talk to Sammy Jackson. He's a lawyer, speaking of lawsuits. He's well-versed on these things. Um, just a quick note about accuracy of information. So, um, you know, I ran into someone last night and they'd contacted me the day before saying that this doc project, which I was just talking about, has somehow been stopped by Osborne Bodden. And apparently 
that's what was said at a meeting the night before. I'm, I'm guessing it must be a progressives meeting or um, the minister from Bodentown, Dwayne Seymour. And I said to the person, okay, but I've actually checked independent non-political sources and that actually isn't true. Well, they said it, they said it at the meeting, you know, so it's gotta be true. I'm like, wow, are, are people really that stupid still? I'm gonna have to call some of y'all stupid because there's no other name for what that is. You're a bunch of donkeys. And I'm like, okay, so politician tells you something. We just saw Alden lie during the chamber forum and Davenport had to call him out on that lie. And then he backtracks and say, oh, if I've misspoken, I'm sorry. No, it's called a lie. It's called a damn lie. You haven't misspoken. You said something that sounded politically good in the moment to make people think that you have a solution for their traffic woes. And in the process, you were saying things about a corporate entity and they had to set the record straight. They don't know what the hell you're talking about. So it's a lie. So when people say, oh, well, somebody said that on their platform, so I got to believe it. Mm, you do? Because you don't know politicians lie all the time. No guy. So here in the cold hard truth, notice the word truth is in the title. We have to filter out and suss out what the truth is. And in reference to that, honey child, that is false. There's no reason for Ozzy to stop the doc. In fact, he's in complete support of it. And he was in support of it back in 2009 when he was part of that government. So I don't mind you guys bringing me information that you might not be aware of or that you're here in a political platform, but if it ain't true, it ain't true. And so that one I can debunk with confidence, tell you that that's absolutely not true. Sammy, good morning. Morning, Sandra. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Boy, they like to say that lawyers lie, but I tell you what, politicians <laughs> beating the lawyers in that category. What yeah, a hot mess. I hope it doesn't affect um, my ability to tell the truth, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm try, trying my best to respond to everything as honestly as I can, uh, as I always do. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to, you might have to hurt a few feelings. Uh, you might have to offend some folks you wish you didn't have to offend. But at the end of the day, um, you, you, there are no secrets in this country. And ultimately, people mm -hmm. will be called up for the lies they tell. Some of them don't care. They have a, an objective in mind. Um, they want to get elected. They'll say and do whatever they need to say and do to get elected. Um, and consequence be damned, all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, that certainly is not going to be my methodology. I don't intend to leave this business um, with less of a reputation than I joined it with. Let's put it that way. Um, there's so many things to discuss, Sandra, and we, we keep you know, circling back to the same old issues, things like yes. Matuza, um, who, quite frankly, in my view, is so successful in making a fool of himself that he's not really worthy of discussion. Um, I, I think that should be left alone. I can only say that I hope that um, Mario prevails, and that once and for all we'll be, we won't have to deal with embarrassment, because that's the really painful thing. Yes. To see a man who has done so much, right, come to, to, to the point where um, he is engaging um, with, you know, 
uh, people on Facebook insulting them, running them down, all that sort of stuff, and then running around talking about people making fools of themselves. And he's the ultimate when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, that's all I'm going to say about him. Uh, what the thing that I found um, my um, social media blowing up over this morning was this stipend issue, which mm. comes out of Alden making a promise again, um, which in fact is when you analyze it is morally reprehensible. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you when you stand up there as a premier, a twenty year veteran of politics, a eight year veteran of, of you know a, a eight year premier, um, two term premier, and you tell that poor disenfranchised uh, sector of public that you have left behind, that you have failed, right? And that you have reduced into beggarly status. That if you re-elect us, we will increase the stipend. That can't be anything other than treating under elections law. Well. I'm sorry. And I hope that the, the relevant authorities investigate that authority. Because that is reprehensible. You're taking advantage of people. You're holding out a promise. Right? Um, you're talking about the, the, the expenditure of public funds um, for your benefit. This, this is the sort of thing that dictators do, you know, dangling um, the carrot. This is, this is wrong on every level. Um, and he deserves every bit of scorn that I see he's getting on, on social media over it. I hope that it, he gets, it gets the attention it deserves. Um, and I don't want to prejudice the outcome of that by making it a, a blazing political issue, but it certainly deserves intense scrutiny. Um, from the relevant authorities, because this this is exactly the sort of thing that has destroyed the politics of this country. You know, the small single mindedness that where you you put your your um, interests before the rest of the country. Why don't you talk about why you haven't already increased the stipend? Mm -hmm. If you think if you think if you know that folks need that, why are you ha hanging that, dangling that in front of them? Oh, elect us and you'll get it then. And by the way, some independents are talking about taking it away altogether. I've not heard one single independent say that. Mm -hmm. Right. And and this 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 is just, you know, not on. It is it is it is sad to see, you know, what should be a stellar career, political career, come to the point where you in in, in your weaning years, in your twilight years or whatever, you have to resort to the kind of skullduggery that has uh, he has resorted to. This this is sad. It is Honestly, the very reason that I decided to join the fight, I didn't take this decision lightly. Um, I knew it was going to be difficult, and it it will continue to be difficult uh, for me because it it will impact my business because I intend to do this the right way, not like others who get into this game to enhance their business. I know this will adversely affect every business I have because I know I'm not ever going to make put myself in a position where I have a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that for now. But I, and I've said much more um, on, on a group chat. And I've said to people who ask, oh, can we, can we spread this? I said, sure. Anything I say, I stand behind. And I, I, I'm able to publicly defend if necessary. Is that Wonderful. statement then that was forwarded to me, Sammy, this morning? Is that statement from you? I wonder. I, I don't know. What is it? What oh, is it? sorry. Um... Let me just scroll back down. I'm There's lots of criticism flying about Sandra, rightly so. 
because yes. that is that is so far, I believe, one of the worst things I've seen to take advantage of 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 the poor, the people who need help, right? You're going to tell them. This sounds like it could be you. It starts out saying that this is a morally reprehensible and illegal act. That's me. Okay. (laughs) I don't don't know you well, but already I I think to myself, that sounds like Sammy. That's the only term that came to mind instantly when I read that article. I I was just blown away to see Mm -hmm. that you stand up there and tell, um, you know, the the people that that bothered to come out and sit and listen to you. Um, And I hope to God that that, that, that they didn't cheer that on because if it does, it indicates a certain mindset that uh, um, this country that is is becoming very pervasive in this country that where we get so used to seeing things go wrong that we don't know right from wrong anymore, it seems, in some things. Um, and I hope that's not the majority of folks in this country. In fact, I know it's not. I've spoken to enough people now, um, particularly in, in, in the district of Red Bay, to know that that is certainly not representative of their views. They have all sorts of concerns that haven't been addressed. Although some of them are being addressed in, um, you know, uh, feverish fashion in recent weeks. Like for example, the NRA, I believe, has paved more um, roads than in the last five, four or five weeks than it's paved in the last four years. Um, go figure. Uh, mm-hmm. if you think that people don't know better, right? If you think that if, if this government thinks that people in this country that are dumb, they're in for a rude awakening. Uh, I, I don't know what it will be. And I, there's this discussion about, uh, which is being promoted by the government, that you need to elect us because we're stronger together. Together where? You have a bunch of both tons. You have McKeever and his, whoever he brings in, uh, if he brings anyone with him, waiting in the wings to rejoin, it seems, because none of the PPM people will actually criticize him still. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, although some sense sort, there's some sort of um, you know waffling around whether you know the the, the, the female uh, members of the PPM group are were suppressed, etc. Um, which which is which is in and of itself um, a horrible thing. But when you when you look at the, the lay of the land, you see what they have presented. There's at least Right away, you can see that there are at least two people that are, 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 not, are not of the 12, I think, that not, are not going to get elected. So that's the myth. Um, the rest are comprised of people that they've bolted on along the way. I call it that. Um, Roy was not, didn't, was not initially a PPM member. Neither was Tara. She's gone now. Um, neither was, was Green. Um, uh, neither was Austin. You're right. I heard you earlier saying Austin was... Um, a staunch advocate against the PPM government. He he criticized just about everything they did. I can tell you, Austin spent time in my office downloading where I gave him advice on the builder's law. Right before the last election, I spent about three or four hours with him dictating a speech that he delivered. Right, Johan Moxham tells me he did the same thing for him on many occasions. We are all supportive of him because he it, he appeared to be on the right side of of of. Um, history with, or, or with regards to a number of important issues. And then he, the minute he gets elected, he switched. What I would like to see is when we are elected, there's enough people in the room to form a majority that can then, by some democratic process, elect a premier who will then pick the cabinet. That is, that is what I think the best outcome of this election could be. There is no use in talking about 
uh, a PPM victory because there is no such thing possible. That's a myth. They don't have enough. They're not running enough PPM members. I don't even know, given what I've been hearing, that their, their party appears to be so fractured. There's still some good folks in there mm -hmm. who I believe themselves must be frustrated. But this idea that, oh, independents can't form a government is simply idiotic because history attests to the fact that independents helped form the last government. Right? right. You know, mm -hmm. aside from the UDP's uh, CDP alphabet soup um, group there. I, 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 there were independents that helped create and shore up this existing government. They're still billing themselves in this election as independents. So this, mm -hmm. this thing about you know their strength and numbers. Well, look, most of the momentous, most of the important legislation in the history of this country um, was sponsored by or promoted by independence in the past we're talking about in the 70s we didn't have party politics then there were from time to time groups who labeled themselves as parties but we didn't have party politics as is um enshrined in the constitution for example and we know from recent history in the past two elections that there were breaches of the constitution to form the government for example in 2013 the ppm government didn't win a majority then either they mm -hmm. invented a majority after the fact by bringing Julia on board. Mm -hmm. Juliana came on board to help them form a, a party. And Tar Rivers. After the fact. And Tar Rivers. And, and so this, this, this idea, and that's a breach of the Constitution, plain and simple. I watched it. I complained about it. I spoke to members of the opposition about it. No one did anything. I suppose they wanted to assure continuity. And I, I guess, like, like everyone else, I also had hopes that they, they're adopting independence. That means that, that, that there, there's going to be a more wholesome approach to politics. Not so. Mm -hmm. And here they are again, the third time around, talking about a party with a majority. Well, and you must believe that the, the, the people in this country can't count or do simple math because that is not up. Mm -hmm. So I, back to what I was saying, well, I hope, I'm hoping that, and I've, I've talked to many independents now who are of a like mind, in terms of all of the fundamental issues, who I believe will come together because we have to, um, naturally, based on their fundamental principles after the election, and will agree to if a, a, an electoral a process for nominating or electing the, the premier, something we could be we could be doing something along the lines of a secret ballot if we have ten members of um, of, of parliament in the room, that's the majority, and that majority can pick the premier. They can do it by way of a, a fair, transparent, although albeit secret ballot system. That's something that I've been toying with, where you have ballots with, let's just say, you can select two people, right? Because because we know the major, vast majority of people in the room, they're gonna pick themselves as premier. So you basically have one throwaway vote and you have another vote. And the, when you tally it up, the, 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 the gentleman or lady with the, the the largest number of votes um is nominated the premier and that's that why can't that happen if you're if you're if you have a room full of sensible people mm -hmm. of course that can happen responsible mm -hmm. people people who are putting their life on hold who are taking on their shoulder shouldering the responsibility of um trying to to put this train back on tra the tracks and slow it down right mm -hmm. um because it is a runaway train about to be wrecked. 
right? And I am hoping that the public sees that this this notion that they, this government is the only option for a safer, stronger future is again another myth. We don't know what we we are going to confront down the road, um, and but we know that this government has no regard for the opinions or the concerns or the issues confronting the regular folks in this country. They're all about representing special interests. We have many, many examples of that. There's much evidence abound about that. Um, and we, we simply can't afford to continue going down that path because Cayman is no longer for Caymanians. We keep hearing that. What does that mean? That means that they, they're not getting the education they need and they deserve. And when, even those that get the really bright ones that get a good education, their parents, you know, put the, you know, sacrifice their savings to send them abroad to get a proper education um, uh, at a, at a well-recognized school. They come back to, to the, the country and they can't find a job. Why, how, how is that even possible with the level of expatriate um, workers we have in our, in our labor force, primarily in the um, professional fields? We keep hearing this complaint. This government knows full well, in particular in the silly legal profession, how that works because they saw the vast number of letters that came in in the 2016-2017 debate on the legal practitioners bill. They're very cognizant of all that, but yet the people, the offenders, the, the folks who are committing the, this, this um, let's just say, um, uh, breach of the immigration law or the spirit and intent of the immigration law because there are numerous cases of that. Let's just be frank and honest about it. Mm -hmm. They are the friends of the government, right? Mm -hmm. They are the ones that meet, meet government on a regular basis. They are the ones who get to inform them on legislation and I bet that they are the ones who sponsor them. Mm -hmm. But I know of certain instances where they have. And th this is all leading to a sad sorry state of affairs where we have a first world country being led towards the abyss by a third world government because everything that they do has all the hallmarks of a third world government in my humble opinion and the time has come for change if we we need this country back we need to be able to get uh, we need to take care of our folks all of those indigent folks who can't make a living um, because of this, the sorry state of affairs created by this environment, they need to be taken care of. We have elderly who can't be taken care of. They need to. They, we need to make sure that they they receive the dignity that they deserve, deserve towards the end of their life. Most of them have been hard workers and have contributed considerably to the success of this country. Mm -hmm. We need to take care of them. We need to make sure that our youngsters get the attention they need from a very early stage in terms of education. Um, and we're failing on both ends of the social spectrum. Jonathan says all of them seem to follow only one way of collecting revenue, even the ones that want to get in. The only one way is to, um, the only one person that is willing to try something new is Elvis. <laughs> That's why I want Elvis in as our political grenade in the MLA. CC shares Cayman first. Miss Mary says Sammy could be our next premier. 
Elizabeth says, stay courageous, Sammy. Lean uh, in all on God. Um, Selena shares party politics is useless. Being a party is one thing, but all these party members do is toe the line and act as yes men. Why should we be paying 10 people to nod their heads under instruction? I would like to see every bill debated on its merits in the true view of each member, regardless of alliance, party, or friendships. Uh, very, very interesting point there that Selena makes. And what is so interesting about the party system, I know that some members who've actually left the Progressive Party have talked about the uh, immense amount of time that they have spent revising the party constitution only to have it disregarded and thrown to the wayside when it's politically expedient for the party leadership to do so. So they're not hold, holding the meetings that they're supposed to. They're not electing candidates in the way that the their own internal governing constitution as a party requires them to do. So really and truly, it is a farce. Um, Louise says, Sammy for premier. Um, Cece says, I just hope that when Anna, I hope as Anna get in, Anna change that three month stipend, I'll then have in place about if they don't get back in, they still get paid for three months. Madness. Red it flag. It is. Are you committed to um, supporting a change and reversal of that, Sammy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, All right, Selena. Um, down to Cayman Airways. We telling people that they're overqualified. Like if we agree to the salary, why tell us foolishness about being overqualified? So um, talking about some employment woes there. Thank you, Miss Charlene. She said, just this morning, I said to one of my groups that if the government has 525 million to assist their people um, and more assistance is needed in many areas, example, the elderly families uh, of four to five or more children and other community members that have been unemployed before COVID for months, years, and they're individuals who want to work but can't because of discrimination and stigma, et cetera, against Caymanians being employed, NAU assistance and rental of $1,200 for families. And unfortunately, Charlene, the rest of that got caught off. Gabby says, yep, it took donkey years for me to get a job and who hired me? A foreigner. Ooh, what a hot mess. Jonathan talks about the legalization of marijuana and people being afraid of it because it sends a message to the kids. The only problem is the kids are already smoking weed. Well, that seems to be the case according to what's happening at John Gray. Um, there's no point in trying to hide it because no matter what, as long as it's there uh, and demand for it, um, it will come here no matter what. Some interesting points there about legalization. CC says PPM was one about right, one about what right, sorry, about one thing. We do need a change. Vote them all out. Charlene, thank you. Caymanians first and foremost, not a selective few, all Caymanians. Good morning to Miss Alice. Uh, just a reminder, folks, we've got a little bit left in the program this morning. If you wish to call in, you certainly can do so. Um, Gabby says minimum wage hasn't gone up even by five cents. That's interesting because the cost of living keeps rising. Um, Cece says, uh, yep, but the MLAs could afford to pay themselves three months severance. Um, Michael Wilkes is here. Thank you, Michael. Sammy for Premier. All right, so big shout out to our YouTube viewers, 44 of you online. We've got 214 people in total. The rest of you are viewing through um, 
the Facebook feed. And we do have the website feed back up, folks. You know, we had a little bit of growing pains with the website because our little Canadian friend was a little hell-bent on um, trying to keep us down, but that didn't work. So we're back in the saddle, full swinging. Sandra, just just to, to, to um, develop on what Selena said, they, the, the irony is that we know we all wanted one man, one vote, so that we all have direct representation in Parliament. Right. That would naturally, uh, logically dictate that you have some form of independence as a representative to re represent the specific issues of that constituency. Mm -hmm. Yet when it comes to governance, it is expected that you be an independent and somehow belong to a party at the same time. Those two things are mutually exclusive. If you mm -hmm. have party politics where you have hard lines to, that you can't cross, you cannot actually represent your constituency effectively, you know, because you might offend something that the party does not want you to offend. So you actually hamper the ability of, of the represent, direct representation of a constituency by forcing them to, to adhere to party lines. So the best case scenario for this country is that you have independents elected who come together organically and because of their fundamental principles, their love of country, their, do, their sense of duty and responsibility to, to the constitution and the people of this country, they make decisions based on merit, not party, politics, or expediency. That's the best case scenario. That is why I don't subscribe to party politics. I'm not going to hitch my horse to somebody else's wagon when I know that they, first of all, don't respect the constitution that mean our constitution. So rewriting their own constitution, breaching it, that's no surprise to me. If the premier is willing to breach the constitution that he likes to, to, to claim to be the champion of, then there's no limit, right? But the important point to note is, if you really want, if each constituency wants their representative to be able to represent their, their interests to the best of their ability, their best option is an independent representative who can work with others on important national issues, mm -hmm. right? That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. All right, folks, um, let me just see who else we've got here. Now, Sammy, you're a lawyer and you saw, you might've heard that um, I saw last night that I had $151,000 extra in my account that I clearly didn't put there. <laughs> oh boy. I didn't, I, didn't know. I, heard, I heard when I tuned in earlier. I didn't know oh, okay. Um, what's the proper procedure? Someone said I should be follow, uh, filing a SARS report. Is that correct? If you find money in your account that isn't yours, do you have an obligation? Here it is. $151,590, child. I was well, hoping somebody was trying to give me um, right. some shopping money, but then people reminded me that maybe this is actually some form of test or hush money from political uh I don't know who's got that kind of money rolling around, but I guess maybe the progressives, I hear they got a lot of money floating in the economy these days. But uh, for those honest people, um, what's the procedure? I've already notified the bank. What else do I need to do? <laughs> well, not just don't notify them, demand an explanation. Because oh. this, this, is, this, this isn't the first time, this has been happening from time to time um, over many years. It's, it's sometimes it's just a, a, an error. Yes. Your money money's, um, you know, debited to the wrong account. Yeah. But we need to hold the bank responsible because they hold us responsible. We are now in an era of, of massive, invasive AML regulation. Uh -huh. So 
every time money touches your account, you you could possibly be implicated because the way anti-money laundering uh, works, right, is that you're presumed to be guilty and have guilty knowledge of any proceeds of crime, right? So you need to be extra cautious. You need to, and, and the banks, I mean, anyone that's tried to open a bank account recently should know how difficult it is. So if, they, if they're exercising that degree of extreme due diligence, you need to hold them accountable. You need to ask them, where did this money come from? How did it end up in my account? And I hope they can tell you, well, it was just a mistake. Um, wow. Uh, uh, but um, as, as far as filing a suspicious activity report is concerned, you don't need to do that unless you actually witness something that's suspicious. You need, that's, oh, okay. Uh, once you speak to the bank, you'll be able to inform yourself as to whether you need to do that or not. Right. Wow. Well, there you have it, folks. Some good salient advice. Uh, Balika says this government has shamelessly sold the government out, the government country out, sorry, mm -hmm. as if that was not enough. It now prosecutes people for telling the truth. Even the rule of law has been interfered with. Hmm. That's the hallmarks of a third world country. Right yep. there. I have a dictatorship too. Yeah. Um, CC says, Uncle Sammy, I love you. And I see us working together in the future. So we're going to eventually work on you agreeing to legalize gambling and strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> because my uncle, that's where the money's at. Well, Cece, as we saw yesterday, we don't need strip clubs here. And I dare say we don't even need gambling here. Just set up a only fan page and you can be rolling in $30,000 a month. Hello. I'll get a job that's as a little, teacher. That's a little joke. I know. Yesterday's show was an eye opener. I had no clue about this OnlyFans thing. Uh, let's read a few more comments before we end the program. So Ms. Mary says, Louis, I'm in total agreement with you, Mr. Rivers. He's very fitting for the job. Uh, we really need someone like him to get this country back on track. He seems like the perfect person to do so. Now, um, Sammy, you know, people will vote for the most ridiculous reasons. I heard a story the other day, someone was sharing to me how they went to the jerk stand there in um, Prospect. And the um, someone at that jerk stand, I'm not going to call him out directly, but he does work there, was saying that one of the reasons why he's going to vote for Alden is because when Alden comes to the jerk stand, he hangs around and he, um, you know, talks to him for a while and he eats his food and then he goes behind the jerk stand. He um, uses the bathroom. I'll say it as nice as I can. Then he comes back and keeps eating. And when I thought about that, I'm like, ew, that's disgusting, actually. But anyway, um, so somehow that endears him to certain people working there. Um, and that you you do come and you support the jerk stand because I understand you live in the area. But because you're not hanging out and taking a piss behind the jerk stand shed, that, that somehow you're not endearing yourself to the people. When you hear stuff like that, what goes through your mind? Like for me, I'm just thinking... Are some of us really that ridiculous? I mean, I just shook my head as I listened to the story and I was like, wow. What yeah, do you, I mean, you've got to have know. hope. I mean, obviously you've gotten into this race because you have hope that there are more sensible people out there than the ones I who think, think like this. I think there are in particular, I mean, based on what the people have canvassed in the red, there's a, a, a tremendous amount of very sensible people. I don't know if they'll vote for me. But you know what? They ask all the right questions. Um, they're very engaging. Um, they, 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 they put you to the test while you're here. Um, this thing that I heard from a, a fr another friend who was at, the, at that same jerk chicken stand was that someone there was saying 
oh, who is this guy, this Jackson guy? He doesn't belong to this community. He doesn't, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's, he's not from Red Bay. He's from West Bay. That's something that Alden has been promoting. I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't lived in West Bay since 1999. Actually, when I moved from West Bay, I moved to Victor Avenue, which is right in the set of Red Bay now. Um, and my response to that was, well, this fellow, where is he from? I knew the answer already. He said, um, St. Lucia, one of the Eastern Caribbean islands. I said, well, did you ask him what, what he was doing in Prospect? <laughs> if, if, yeah. if, I, if I'm not entitled as a Caymanian, to, to run wherever I choose in this country. Why, what, what makes you believe you can come here? And so, because that is how ridiculous that argument is, right? He has status, we gave that to him and he, that, that empowers him to do everything that I can do. But yet he gets to sit there and say, I'm not entitled to come run in Red Bay. I have many, many friends in Red Bay, good ones, right? Um, and, and, I, I, and they are happy that I'm running up there they, a number of them actually asked me over the years to consider running up there after they found that we were going to the single mem- member constituency. Um, and, and, and that applies to a, a certain other districts as well. But th- if that is the level of desperation we reach where you got to c- criticize somebody for where in, in this little tiny island you come from, as if somehow that's the kind of uh, mentality that pervaded this society back in the 50s. And the government actually had to address it back then. I was surprised to learn. Actually, I'd been told this by my father when I was growing up and I'd almost forgotten it. I met an old friend of his recently. He was saying, you know, you, me, and he was from West Bay. He said, you know, me and your father and his brother and younger sister were sent to annex school as part of a government program, a student exchange program to engender better relations between districts because we were quite parochial back then, right? Like West Bears with throw rocks at George Turner's when they drove into the district and all sorts of ridiculous stories you hear like that. And that is exactly the reason, Sandra, that I'm not going to engage in this parochial um, kind of mentality. I, I had arguments with good friends of mine who are involved in politics where they say one man, one vote is the answer. And I said, yes, as long as we don't pretend, as we don't end up dividing this, this thing up into little vill- villages and then consequently garrisons of politics. Because that has never worked for any country that it was implemented in. That is not what we are one tiny country comprised of three little islands. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to engage in that kind of foolishness, we are setting ourselves up for failure. That is not something that I'm going to promote. Um, so I, I don't know what more I can say. It, it, the, the, the jerk chicken stand thing. I don't know if that's worthy of discussion, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just an overall, like you said, this overall thinking that some people have. Um, and again, the irony of it is, of course, now this person is a Caymanian, but, um, you know, they've had the privilege of acquiring that status. So I'm it's fine just, with that. I'm, I'm, it's, yeah. I'm, and yeah, I'm I mean, it's just that, you know, sometimes I think that that people bring in a mindset and a way of doing things that perhaps might be normal in other places. But, you know, as, as Caymanians, um, there have been, as you rightfully said, moments when George Towner's like, oh, you know, I'm a George Towner, and somehow that's different than being somebody from West Bay. And if you're a real Caymanian, when you hear someone talk, um, I understand, I don't have this gift, but you can actually tell exactly what district they're from, yep. <laughs> you know, um, because the original bunch of Caymanians could look at you and tell you who your mama is without even having to ask. They never needed to ask if I was for Yurik Solomon because they would look at me and boy, are you the spitting image of Mr. Yurik, you know? 
And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, we have since been diluted, but um, there are remnants of that that exist. But I think that when we import, when you talk about this concept even of the idea of garrison politics and to know that we've never had that, but we are importing that type of mentality um, it is a little bit concerning. Sammy, um, that's all the time that we've got for today. I've got to put on my mommy duty hat and my community reporting hat. Flo is having um, a job fair today. I just want to remind all of you who are looking for employment opportunities to please go to the job fair. It's going to be from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. So you should already be there if you're an early bird. At one technology building there in Eastern Avenue, that's their headquarters. They are looking for network technicians, field technicians, customer care reps, dispatchers, and door-to-door salespeople. So they've got quite a few jobs on offer. And of course, they're also right in the middle of their March Madness sale, where you get 50% off pretty much everything, including superhero plans, unlimited plans, um, family unlimited plans, and broadband plans as well. So folks, check it out. Um, It's worth looking into. Sammy, thank you so much for joining us for another Fab Friday segment. Give us an idea of what we've got coming up next, because I think you've got a meeting that's going to be here shortly. On on Monday the 29th at the Seafarers Hall, I'm going to have a a host of town hall style meeting where folks can come and ask questions um, on on important issues. And um, I'm hoping to get um, good engagement from from the the voting public of of the Red Bay District and um, anywhere else for that matter. Um, because there's lots to discuss and there's not enough time. We we, we have had that imposed on us too. Um, it is indeed a struggle to get out. I've been trying my best to get to everyone I can. Um, in Red Bay, I've been knocking on doors. Um, as uh, you know, Every little hour that I can carve out, um, I, I'll go up there and, and do what I can. I, I, um, I, I've learned the lay of the land, although I, I gather that the Premier is making fun of the fact that I, he says I have to have someone drive me around, which I find very um, sad and, 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 and funny in a way because I've driven all over the world, Sandra. I've driven mm-hmm. across the entirety of Scandinavia, Europe, you know, all over the United States. I don't need anyone driving me around. That's his gig. Um, he, he, he has an official driver that we pay to drive him from barroom to barroom. So I, 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 I don't know. He must think that I'm like him, but um, I'm not. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. The truth. The cold, hard truth. It is what it is. Everybody sees the official vehicle parked around the corner and down yeah. in the back behind country and down at South Coast. Yeah, That's why we call it the cold, hard truth, folks, because we're going to tell you like it is. Yeah. Anyway, folks, um, on that note, <laughs> we will be ending the program here today. Sammy, thank you so much again, folks. Um, Sammy's having a meeting on Monday, a town hall style meeting. Come with your questions in hand. It'll be indoors, nice and cool. And um, Sammy will be answering all of your questions on important issues facing the community. Everything from Mount Trashmore being on fire again, I'm sure, and other environmental concerns, education, employment, and so on. So come and meet Sammy the man and find out exactly what he has to say. Sammy, enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Sandra. You our viewing public that we're going to have another segment of um, the conversations with this one is going to be with Osborne Bodden. And we've got that one slated to air on Saturday. Um, Ooh, I better put it at another time than, than um, 
no, I think, I think Saturday, I'm trying to remember who else, somebody else has a meeting on Saturday, but anyway, I'll let you, I'll confirm the time. You'll see it go up on the website. So make sure you mark your calendars for that. Uh, it, it was a very, very interesting interview. I must say every single interview is unique um, in their own way. And as you guys know, I have some Baden town connections. So I found Ozzy's, um, you know, story about how he grew up with a single mom who happened to be a businesswoman to be very, very interesting. So it's just, it's just amazing. Uh, so make sure that you mark your calendar for that. I'm going to go to the flow job fair. Uh, we do have some um, school stuff that we have to do for my daughter today. So that comes first. So I'm going to do that. And I'm going to stop by the job fair. We're going to talk to some of the management team there at flow, find out more about these job opportunities that are available. So make sure that you stay tuned for live broadcasts a little bit later on in the day. So thank you guys, Louie, Cece, Karina, Caden is here. I haven't seen Caden here in a minute. I hope Caden, you're behaving yourself. Um, We've got Curtis, who is progressives, pro-progressives. So he says progressives to 2021. He's hoping um, against all hope, probably. Right, Curtis? Uh, Michael Wilkes, Jonathan, all the regulars, Miss Sue, Miss Mary, Josara, Bonnie, all of you. Thank you so much for logging in and for keeping it locked here to um, the Cold Hard Truth. You're best spot for anything that's happened in the Cayman Islands news-wise. And of course, sometimes it also happens to be very, very entertaining. And uh, CMR can say with confidence that we are Cayman's number one news spot. That's not our opinion anymore. That is proven beyond reasonable doubt. Folks, have a blessed weekend. Thanks again. Uh, to well, I want to say thanks to you, Sandra. I mean, uh, specifically, you, are, you offer a platform that is far and above the best platform to communicate with people today. Um, we don't, we have we have a situation where government effectively shut down um, the, the one TV station that we had that serviced people all over the country that provided, you know, news and services to, to, to the elderly, for example. Some people, not everybody can uh, utilize technology or have have access to you know the gadgets or the smartphones, tablets um, to to watch your show, which is which is a shame, and we, you know we need to we need to try to, to to address that. But you you offer the best platform. The government has has shut down the other TV the, the TV station, so you're you're the you're the number one game in town, and I am disappointed that you know the government um, and others around them won't participate. Mm. in your platform yes i think it's a disservice to the country it's a disservice to people who the thousands of people who watch your your platform well thank you so much wayne i really appreciate that
As a woman, I feel compelled to speak on behalf of all women who are currently underrepresented in government. We need to ensure that women have a voice in all the decisions being made that impact their lives too. Women need to feel empowered. Women are often paid less for the same work and there are legislative decisions being made about health care and education that women have a unique and qualified position on. We should be part of not only the conversation, but the decision-making process. It is our duty to ensure that women are valued in our community and recognized as the role models they are for both our young boys and girls. If elected, I promise to represent all women in our community, ensuring that their voice is heard on the issues that matter most to you and your family. something about the discrimination that Caymanians face on a day-to-day -day basis within the workforce and to do something about the bullying within the schools then you can talk to me you do something about the unemployed people of my community and I'm not talking about after COVID I'm talking about before it because it's been going on for years we vote you guys in and you guys go up there and you argue about nothing and make no changes I tired of it man it's 2021 I can barely afford groceries, light, water, and I'm paying somebody else mortgage. You wonder why? Because I can't even afford a house. I got my mother and my father asking me why I don't have a house. Your Cayman is no longer the Caymanians. And it hurts my heart to say that. That Cayman is no longer for us. What are what, what children have? tuning in to another edition of the cold hard truth make sure to check facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com subscribe to our ig and facebook pages to get the latest happenings 